Hey there, I'm Jess Jordana, copywriter and brand messaging strategist for online business owners and your host of the Feel Wealthy Show, the podcast that has basically nothing to do with any of that, but also everything to do with it at the same time. See, all of us listening are pursuing some version of more. Maybe it's why you started your business, or maybe it's why you find yourself constantly dreaming, what if? But in this pursuit of more, I've found that we're absolutely starving for examples of those of us who are soaking in, celebrating, or even just noticing the more that we hold right now. I believe you can have it all, and I believe I can too, but real talk, It rarely comes all at once, and quite frankly, magic is easy to miss in the making of it. So on the Feel Wealthy Show, I'm bringing you alongside myself and other successful people as we explore a tangible, concrete meaning of wealth that not only changes our lives, but also changes our days as we practice feeling it now instead of holding out hope for later. Hey friends, welcome back to the Feel Wealthy Show. Today, we're going to talk about food because there is, as I was listening to a few of our guest episodes, I was listening back to them as I was creating some social media things and stuff like that. And I was kind of creating these like categories. There are these different overarching sort of sections that a lot of people's feel wealthy items fall into and one of the big ones was food slash drink so today we're not going to dive completely into drinks but we're going to kind of touch on it a little bit but here's the thing i'm noticing there is a big difference between eating food and experiencing food the latter is a major luxury, but it truly can be done on any budget. And so it can be done in big ways and small ways, all the things, and that's what I wanna talk about today because if we kind of equate this to success, so there's a difference between reaching success and experiencing success. And this is the whole feel wealthy concept, right? Are you feeling into the wealth that you're already creating today even though it's not all here all at once so we're gonna dive into this on a micro level in terms of food and i just love to gush about like favorites i used to love those blog posts that the og bloggers would do which was like monthly favorites and things like that now you find it on tiktok but i just love talking about these sorts of things so i'm gonna dive in in terms of what i feel like elevates a food experience. So there are a few different kind of prongs of this. One, we could elevate the actual experience of the food. So this could be um, where you're eating it. This could be what you're eating it in. This could be a variety of things. This could be, do you have a candle lit? Like your environment. We could elevate the actual taste. Like We can pump up the taste of our food instead of just settling for whatever we feel like we need to shovel in our mouths. Uh, We can pump up the health of food. We can pump up the function. Those are kind of like the same thing. Uh, We can pump up the aesthetics, the look of it. We can pump up the texture. So I'm going to talk through my list of things that I feel like elevate food, and we're going to get specific to things that I like either right now or I have liked for a long time. So let's get started. 
Number one, of course, because it's me, we have to start with coffee. So I am currently loving a scoop of peppermint hot chocolate in my coffee. So I'll tell you how I make it. I have an espresso, Nespresso machine, not an espresso machine. Um, And so I get the um, double shot pods and I use those to make a latte. So what I do is I have these little mini mason jars and in the bottom of the mason jar right now, I've been taking a tablespoon scoop and I just scoop out a tablespoon of this peppermint hot chocolate powder from Target put it in the bottom of my mason jar, and then I brew the espresso over that peppermint hot chocolate, stir it in really good, and a bonus to this is that it makes sure that the um, espresso shot isn't going to expire, because if you just brew espresso and you don't put any milk or sugar or anything in it right away, within 30 seconds, it's gonna go bitter. So I put the, I brew the espresso directly into the peppermint hot chocolate, stir it up. Then in my cup, I put um, half and half whole milk, a mixture of the two, whatever I have. I like a rich latte and I put that up about three quarters of the way, pour in the espresso and peppermint hot chocolate mixture, put some ice in there and you have the perfect like little bit of Christmassy coffee. And the peppermint hot chocolate is not like a huge splurge in terms of um, health and fitness, if that is something that you care about. So that has been something I've really enjoyed lately. And you could really do this with any flavor of hot chocolate. It would be great with a salted caramel hot chocolate as well, or just hot chocolate in general. I don't know if anybody else has this sickness, so to speak, but anytime I say the words hot chocolate, I automatically think of when on Gilmore Girls, Lorelai calls it ho-cho, and I like can't unhear that. So put some peppermint ho-cho in your iced coffee and it'll feel really Christmassy. (laughs) So that really just takes my regular coffee up a level and it helps to kind of go off of the last episode that we were talking about in terms of your seasonal signature, it kind of brings me into the season in that sense as well. Second thing in terms of coffee, same method really, I really like to, with the same kind of latte recipe, instead of the peppermint hot chocolate, I will put a dollop of local honey into my coffee. And there's something about the depth of flavor of a local honey that's really good, but it also pumps up the function because local honey can really help with your seasonal allergies and things like that. It's a great immune booster. And so I like to put less than a tablespoon into the bottom of my mason jar, and then I sprinkle it with salt. So we're talking a good quality salt, and we're going to get into lots of layers of salt in the next piece of my list, but give it a good sprinkle of salt on top of the honey, and then you're going to put your honey and salt underneath your Nespresso spout, and you're going to brew your espresso into that little cup stir it in and mix it really really well and then same thing pour it over your milk and then add ice and i am telling you a salted honey latte is unlike anything that you've ever tasted before it is so so good and it just feels so special it doesn't feel like you're just getting a random starbucks that 
is loaded with sugar. Like it feels like it has intentional flavor and it's just really, really good. I have all of my friends really love this coffee recipe as well. So we have been over peppermint hocho in your coffee. We've been over the local honey and salt. Now let's move on to talking about salt in general. Salt is such an underrated ingredient. And if you have iodized table salt in like an old school shaker on your counter at the moment, I need you to toss it because from this point on, we need to only use high quality salts in our food and even in our drinks. I'm going to talk a little bit about that, but salt has the ability to really replenish your minerals in your body. If you are not up on minerals and mineral drinks, mineral mocktails, I want you to go follow my friend Robin. She is Nutrition by Robin on Instagram, and I will link her in the show notes as well. Robin, R-O-B-Y-N. And she talks a lot about mineral mocktails. I think she I want to say she originated the idea of mineral mocktails, but that may not be true. In my eyes, she did. And so she also owns a company named Ravy, and they have an electrolyte mineral drink. But salt is packed with minerals if it is a high-quality salt. So something like Redmond's Real Salt or Celtic Sea Salt or just sea salt in general um, versus the iodized table salt which has all of the minerals kind of extracted out of it so we want to swap or even himalayan pink salt so we want to swap our salts with something that is going to have a function it is going to infuse your food with function instead of having to add in extra supplements or anything like that so I like salted anything. I love a sweet and salty. If you make like a chocolate bark, which is really easy to make as a treat in the freezer, you just melt chocolate and then spread it over parchment paper, put it on a cookie sheet. And then if you were to sprinkle salt on top of that, that would be the perfect snack. But you could also add like nuts and add the flaky salt to it as well. I love a salted cookie. And then I love salt just like in food in general. I love it in my coffee first and foremost. So don't sleep on salt in terms of elevating your food experience. And if you haven't ever tried a mineral packed version of salt i would highly recommend doing that so i'm going to link redmond's real salt i also really like redmond's real salts um electrolyte mixes the lemon lime flavor is elite and reminds me of like the lemon lime gatorade but like tastes so much better so that is going to be something that elevates in terms of taste not only but also health function all those things it also kind of touches on aesthetics because it like for example if you have a chocolate chip cookie but you have flaky salt on top it looks so much more aesthetically pleasing so if you want to go the extra mile after high quality salt even like the bigger flaky salt you could do something like an herby salt so I've seen these called finishing salts, but you can also create your own. So finishing salts are sold in a lot of like 
gift stores, food stores, things like that, especially like Williams Sonoma. Um, but basically it's like a bunch of herbs and like other flavors mixed with salt that you use to finish a dish that you use to top it. Um, so you could make like a cinnamon sugar finishing salt and you could combine cinnamon a little bit of sugar and a good quality salt and there is your finishing salt to put on cookies or whatever or even in your coffee on top of your cold foam from starbucks that would be delicious um you could do the savory version so you could chop up some herbs or you could even do dried herbs and mix that with salt and that becomes a finishing salt i really like a italian finishing salt sort of thing to put in olive oil if you're gonna dip your bread in olive oil that would be so delicious i'm imagining like a lit tapered candle behind like a plate of olive oil with a finishing salt on it and some crusty bread that is an actual moment so we have high quality mineral packed salts we have flaky salts we have herby salts or finishing salts of any kind the next thing that i want to talk about to elevate really anything that you're eating is crunch so in this category falls sesame seeds, any sort of nuts. You can chop up nuts and sprinkle them on top. Um, you could crumble. <laughs> you could crumble some tortilla chips and put them on top of a salad or on top of a soup or something like that. For this image, I am picturing Nacho Libre crushing the tortilla chips and then blowing them. Um, into the camera anyway my brain you guys but I really love adding like sesame seeds or nuts or any sort of crunch to like a really really simple meal so I track my macros I have tracked my macros for a really long time and I focus on eating a lot of protein and one of my favorite meals is just a type of meat so maybe like ground beef high quality ground beef a veggie so like roasted broccoli and rice <laughs> and this meal is like so easy and foolproof but it can feel really boring if you eat that all the time which I do eat that a lot so instead of just keeping it boring I would sprinkle maybe sesame seeds on top and like some sriracha for like an Asian version or maybe do some tortilla chips crushed tortilla chips on top and salsa for like a little bit of a burrito bowl twist with some veggies so any of those things is really going to elevate it i also saw a fall salad recipe on tiktok i believe that they made this like candied spice pecan concoction to put on top of a fall salad and while yes it would take some extra time to make these candied pecans Oh my goodness would it take it to the next level in terms of texture and flavor to put those pecans on top versus just like any old pecans or whatever so that extra crunch can really really pump up any sort of dish the next thing that I think adds a lot to something like a simple salad or even like a simple pasta dish is shaved parmesan so if you want to elevate levels from average to absolute greatness, go shaved Parmesan, not grated. So 
the grated Parmesan is like the olive garden kind of Parmesan. They're like, hey, do you want some cheese? And you're like, yes. And you're like, I'll tell you when to stop. Ha 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 is like what your dad says at Olive Garden. But the shaved Parmesan is like what you get on top of your like small side salad at a really fancy restaurant. So I really just think like the difference in presentation and texture of the Parmesan cheese itself makes a really big difference in terms of how the dish feels, but also you get more of that salty punch with the larger pieces of shaved Parmesan, um, which is a really good contrast with like the really fresh salad or the kind of heavier pasta or whatever. So in addition to like, these are all sort of toppings, I would say any sort of drizzle is going to make whatever you're eating elite. So we could have a bougie type of olive oil drizzle on top, which I know that the, I want to say it's Graza olive oil is really popular right now and also is very aesthetically pleasing on a counter. Um, you could have some sort of flavored olive oil that they often sell in like little small mountain towns on Main Street. There's like an olive oil store. So you could drizzle that over the top of really any dish. A chocolate drizzle is really fun as well over maybe protein yogurt or over your coffee or over even a chocolate drizzle over like oatmeal or bananas or anything like that would be really really delicious so all of those things fall into the category of toppings but specifically think like what could I drizzle on top of my dish right now that would make it even better okay so now I want to talk about cold foam. This whole cold foam craze is really wild. Would you guys agree? Starbucks has taken cold foam and just like run with it. But I, I'm curious if you guys know where the cold foam idea comes from. It actually comes from the idea of cheese tea is what it is like called at its core, according to my internet research. Cheese tea is something from Japanese tea companies where you have a regular tea or a boba tea of some kind, and then you have a cheese foam on top of it, which is essentially cream cheese and milk foam that is put into a cap on top of the tea. And it's served with a wide mouth um sip cup which is where starbucks got that um, and the wide mouth allows you to drink to get a drink of the tea and the cheese foam at the same time so starbucks did not create the idea of a cold foam they just rebranded it very well of course but now cold foam comes in all of these different flavors it's really easy to make at home all you have to do is combine heavy cream and whole milk, I wanna say. It's either heavy cream and whole milk or heavy cream and 2% milk and um, just froth it up and your whatever flavor you want in there. It would be really delicious to do like a salted honey cold foam as well. I haven't tried that yet, but this idea of having a different texture on top of your coffee is an interesting one. And they've also played on everybody's obsession with 
iced drinks because I may have popularized iced coffee. I'm just kidding, but (laughs) a lot of people love iced coffee over hot coffee and they really have just made that found a way to make that more of an experience, kind of like a hot latte is. Um, And so cold foam is a really good way to pump up the luxury feeling of your drink. And like I said, it's easy to make at home. I also feel like they sort of rebranded whipped cream because I think for a long time, nobody wanted whipped cream because it was like unhealthy um, and you'd always have like a non-fat latte, no whip kind of thing but they rebranded that to cold foam and now everybody loves that. So I think that is an easy one to add, Um, whether it is at home because it's cheaper to make or if that's adding that onto your drinks at Starbucks or your local coffee shop or whatever. The next one I have on my list is fresh herbs. I think the the biggest piece of fresh herbs to me is learning how to store them so they don't feel the opposite of wealthy, right? We don't want these dark and slimy herbs like sitting in our fridge to haunt us day and night, you know what I mean? So if you learn how to store them, then it is something that you can grab and chop up quickly for a little sprinkle on top of your dish that adds color, taste, texture, really all the things that we've been talking about. So. I mean, fresh herbs is pretty self-explanatory, but my advice would be to look up how exactly to store that specific herb in your fridge for maximum freshness and um, longevity so that you don't kind of waste your money on fresh herbs. They also have the like squeeze paste things that are marketed to be fresh herbs that you don't have to like chop up or preserve in any sort of way. But what I've noticed with those is that they have added sugar in them. And so number one, they taste really weird. And number two, it's not just herbs you're adding, it's sugar. So keep an eye out for that. If you've thought like, oh, that might be easier, it's gonna taste a little bit different. On top of fresh herbs, a squeeze of lemon is going to add magic to literally anything. I learned this a couple years ago from one of my favorite follows in the food world, Life is But a Dish. Her name is Lainey, um, and she literally puts lemon on everything. So it can go squeezed over roasted veggies, obviously chicken, salmon, squeezed over a salad, but especially in pasta. If you are making red sauce pasta or pesto pasta and you have not squeezed a lemon on it for one of the last pieces in in addition to adding shaved parmesan then you are really really missing out so lemon really takes it up in terms of freshness and adding this so i make a really simple pasta probably like once a week with bonza pasta Rao's or Rao's, I don't know how to say it, homemade marinara sauce, and then just some kind of meat in it. So we do like ground turkey or ground beef or whatever. Um, And I just mix all of that together and then I squeeze lemon over the top of it. And then if I have it, I'll add in arugula, which is also really good and fresh. And that is like the 
most comforting slash healthy meal that we have on repeat in our rotation every single week. So lemon is something to have on the grocery list every week. And I think fresh squeezed lemon is nine times out of 10 better than like the big, big squeeze bottles of lemon. But if you're making cocktails or something like that, get a bottle of lemon. I wouldn't focus on squeezing 10 to 20 lemons for homemade cocktails if you, um, if that is on your weekend plans list. So, okay, microgreens. I have only ever had these at restaurants, but I felt like it belonged on the list because it's like a magical pop of color, usually on an otherwise beige dish. So something like risotto um, with a few microgreens on top looks so much more beautiful than just the risotto itself. And they're just like little baby leaves and they're so cute and it makes you feel so luxurious and they also have they tend to have this like peppery earthy sort of taste that i feel like really pops next to like a really cozy comforting dish so wanted to mention microgreens really quickly the last thing i wanted to say is sort of along the lines of food but it's more of like the preparation of food and having of food than it is the food itself. So I like to really be stocked for fun experiences. And this is something that I'm working on as a mom, as a priority for me as a mom. I have been inspired by a gal named Shakira on Instagram. She is the founder of The Occasion Bin. She actually has the trademark for the phrase The Occasion Bin. And it is just this concept where you have like a little bin, you have a little basket or whatever that is easy to access and you stock it with seasonal items like fun seasonal plates or straws. You could stock it with, like right now, I have my little bin stocked with snowflake marshmallows, hot chocolate bombs, a certain kind of hot chocolate, and like these little stir sticks. And then I have some Christmas plates and a Christmas cup that I'm going to give Parker before one of our activities. Um, So this is something that you can do for every single season that is pretty low lift I would say like you can get this in a trip to Target in terms of like plates and cups and fun little things from the dollar section or whatever but having them in this little bin and having them out oh holiday themed sprinkles as well having them out keeps it top of mind for you to actually use them in that season because in the past I have like stocked up on those things at the end of the season or something like that and I didn't have anywhere to put them and so then every single year I would just keep stocking and never use the stuff that I had so this occasions bin can be out on your counter or in your pantry like wherever you would see it nearly every day um, so that you can pull from it easily and you can have those things that really feel fun and extra and exciting for whatever season you're in so seasons meaning christmas of course new year's you could have some like sparkly disco ball things you could have valentine's day you could do saint patty's day you could have a kickoff summer basket like all those things fourth of july so really just 
giving you a spot to put all of the fun things that like you see on Instagram and wish that you could do with your kids or I mean, maybe even you want to do it. You want to have a Christmas cup for your coffee or whatever. So that concludes my inconclusive, (laughs) uh, non-comprehensive list of food that makes me feel wealthy and might make you feel wealthy too. So the moral of this episode is that it doesn't have to be big to elevate your experience. It could just be a little sprinkle of sesame seeds on top of your totally mundane meal prepped meal um, to kind of just like take your moment to the next level or even just like bring you into the moment. Maybe having a little crunch on something helps you like really think about what you're eating and be grateful for it. So little things like that go a long way in terms of helping us be present and helping us really absorb the moment that we're in and feeling into it instead of only thinking about the future or aiming for goals or thinking about if we had the perfect dinner party then we could actually enjoy things so i hope that this was one tactical for you so that you can actually like just go get a flaky salt at your grocery store and put some honey in your coffee and call it good, but also just inspiring to think about what do you have around your house that could really elevate that moment for you. So thanks guys so much for listening and I will talk to you in the next episode. Thank you so much for listening in on this episode of the Feel Wealthy Show. If you love it here, then be sure to leave a five-star rating or review for the podcast. When you leave a five-star rating or review, you'll actually be entered to win the Feel Wealthy feature of the month. That's where I snail mail you something from my very own Feel Wealthy list as a thank you for supporting the podcast. I'm also a firm believer that the highest form of flattery is a recommendation, so I would be honored if you'd shout us out on Instagram. Be sure to tag me at Jess Jordana so I can gush in thanks in the DMs. It really means so much. We'll be back next week with another episode. Until then, I hope you remember that an absolutely essential part of creating real tangible wealth in your life is choosing to feel wealthy now instead of waiting for later. Talk to you soon.